So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I have so much fun planned for you today. I've got all these amazing coaches and rockstar real estate professionals standing right over here, one at a time. We're going to hear their very best idea to help you make even more money, sell more houses, get more customer satisfaction, get more joy from your business, and ultimately achieve the kind of breakthrough results you want. That's why you're listening to this podcast. So let's bring up our first guest. And by the way, this is going to get a little zany, just in case case you're wondering. The Brick Bear, you're up, buddy. (laughs) Move that microphone up, big dog. All right, so tell them who you are, where you're from, why we called you the Brit Bear, and all that good stuff. Go. <laughs> uh, Matt Beret from Tucson, Arizona, originally from England. Do you want the real Brit Bear story? Do you want the dinner story? Oh, yes. No, 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 no. We'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> all right, go. Um, what do you want to talk about? What's What's the big idea? What's working? Give, give us context. How many transactions will you do this year? Uh, on track to do 65. Okay, so 65 puts you in the top 1% or 2% in your marketplace. Tucson, Arizona? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, Pretty big market, lots of activity. So what's the idea you want to share? So for us, this has been a, so I'm on a team with my father-in-law. This has been a trial and error thing. Basically for the last year, we were doing the just listed, just sold postcards. And we noticed that those were just getting thrown straight in the trash, no phone calls. Um, I at home mistakenly opened a spam letter and I opened it because the envelope was hand addressed and I thought, oh, it's an invitation. Opened it up, boom, want to sell your house? No, get in the trash. So we took that idea to the office. You're like, wait a minute, that was a good idea. I was like, holy shit, I should should probably sell my house. Yes. Um, So we took that concept of if we can send out letters instead of the postcards, we might get some more engagement. So we did that. We did the whole, you know, we have a buyer in your area. We tried those letters. letters. Yeah. 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 Didn't get a lot from that, but we noticed we had some plus 55 clients looking to move into plus 55 neighborhoods. Not a lot out there, but we know because we sell and buy in these neighborhoods that there's a lot of non-owner occupiers. Our coach, Jeff Mays, was like, guys, lean into that, create a letter, send the non-owner occupiers. So we did. We started sending those out. We started getting instantly great results. Um, very quickly, in fact. So, you know, the letter was kind of a case of, you know, we have a buyer in your area. Let, let's back up, though. So it's it, it's in a nondescript yep. hand address. Yep, regular white stamped, envelope. Right? Yep, regular white envelope. We started off handwritten, and then we transitioned to printed. Yep. Uh, printed labels. A printed version that looks yep. like it's handwritten yeah, yeah. or a label. Just a printed label. We, we, we kept it real easy. So just a printed label. So from handwritten to printed label. Um, we basically boiled it down to that each letter was costing about a buck fourteen, including stamps, letter, paper, print, envelope, and hiring somebody to sit there and just stuff envelopes all day. We got it down to about a buck fifteen, buck fourteen per letter. Um, and how many would you send? So we were we were targeting one of our active adult community neighborhoods, and we basically sent out um, five hundred letters. But we knew that if this was to blow up, I'm going to get 500 texts or, you know, Tom or Jill would get 500 texts. So we would split a neighborhood into thirds. You take some over here. You take this. You take this. We'd have our own letters with our own cell phones and emails and signatures on and we'd send them out. 
And the letters started getting the returns. And the great thing was that on the letter it stated, you know, we know that this is an investment property. Um, if you'd like to capitalize on the market, we can facilitate helping your tenants relocate. We can also upgrade or downgrade with a 1031 exchange here in Arizona or nationally, let us know. Can you either text me, call me, or email me, yes or no? That was the best, did you guys hear that? That was the best, when I read the letter for the first time, I'm like, the fact that you said, can you just let us yes or no? Yeah. How many people just text you and say no? Loads. Yeah. Loads. Yes. And here's the great thing. So they just say no. Hold on. I need to, I need to interrupt on this. What? So the the other thing that I like about that is you actually made an offer to the the non-owner occupied, the absentee owner that was actually clear and mm -hmm. service based. Like, hey, we'll do this for you. We'll do this for you. Yeah. We'll do this for you. And that is where I'm seeing the results with the absentee owner versus the hey, do you just want to sell? Yeah. Give or me hey, a I got call. a buyer. I got a buyer. Do you want to sell? Give me a call. When they start going, well, what am I going to do about ten thirty one exchange? What am I going to do about the tenant? And we're not talking about that. And that's why I think that also is working really well. Yeah. Nice work. No, thank you. Yeah, and this is... All right, what's up, Coach Paul? Hey, so what? This is all fantastic. And one of the things that we're also seeing, so I have a client in Connecticut, Heather Crabtree. She is doing the same thing. She's also being very specific about the, her buyer client that's looking for a home. So it's real. It's not generic. Mm -hmm. So I have, I'm working with the Smiths, and they are looking for, for a 4-3, 2,500 square feet, what have, being very specific at this. Her letters are so dialed in. She's doing 700 letters at a time. And this so far this year, she's made over 100000 and GCI just with this one lead source. Yeah. So if you get it dialed into your community, you can really, really rock it yeah. and absolutely lean into but it. But again, specificity being exactly. the key and Patrick's point about it's about making the right offer. Yeah. Um, so just to be clear, so let's say you take this community and whether you use Remind or where are you getting your data from? Title companies for free. Right, exactly, right? So yeah. title company, get the data, but you're not mailing to the house, you're mailing to wherever they live, exactly, somewhere yeah. in Canada, yeah. I'm guessing. Exactly right? that, yeah. No, exactly that, but it's, it's a, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So we're mailing to their primary residence, we're indicating that we have genuine buyers looking to buy in Saddlebrook, HOA1, Saddlebrook, HOA2, whatever it is. Um, the second part is, you know, would you like to take advantage of the, this great market? when interest rates are still low and you know uh, market's still hot. And then the third portion of the letter is, if you have tenants, we can facilitate, or would you like to do a 1031 exchange? And then the last bit is, can you let me know either way, yes or no, indifferent. And so I've had text messages at like 9, 10 p.m. at night that just say no. And I'm like- How do you respond? <laughs> so it, it's a case of, that's great, I appreciate that. As you can understand, I've sent out a few letters. Can you just let me know which address we're talking about? And they'll just write, you know, one, two, three, none, 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 street. Um, that response, well, and, and with that information, now I've got their phone number, I've got their address, I can reverse engineer the name. My follow-up and our follow-up as a team is, you know, as an appreciation for taking the time to let me know either way, would you be against me sending you a market value of your home? Nice. And every one of them. Say it again, in appreciation. In appreciation of you taking the time to respond, would you be against me sending you a market value update of your home? And if you had 10 people that said no, what percentage of them say, sure, okay, send me the Every one of them. Why? Because it's free. Yeah. And why would okay. they? Well, Mary, jump in. I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Which is how many, of, how many of these have actually turned into a close transaction? Oh, I love that. See, I've got data because I knew I you were going to ask that question. Good. We, Thank we you. We can them on the numbers. All right. So. Give us the breakdown of how many letters have been sent. Do you know the total number of letters yep. sent? And then how many appointments and listings and closings and future listings? So we started this in February. 
and this is through end of September, we've sent out 6,350 letters for a total cost of $7,300, okay? We've closed eight deals, so took eight listings and closed them um, for a GCI of 130,000 and a gross sales volume of over 5 million. We have three active listings uh, currently, so total with the active listings closed, that's over six and a half million dollars of sales volume, and we have nine listing appointments set. So these are not occupied, right? Yes, ma'am. So the cool thing is you've done something unique to these people. Are you sending those people that didn't respond a follow-up, like, here's what we did? Uh, we are not, but we do put them into HomeBot, so they mm -hmm. get their valuations, we put them into HomeBot, and then there's a strip campaign set up in HomeBot. Now, because we're seeing success of this, actually in our team meeting two weeks ago, we're now retargeting the people that say no, saying, listen, I know you're not interested in selling, but your neighbor down the street just sold their home for X. Does that, or has that helped you change your mind? I love that. One of the things when um, I was coaching, um, when my clients sent out and I have a buyer letter and they got a result, like one in particular I can think of, she um, sent out a, I have a buyer letter, 200 of them, three people reached out, one, and she ended up putting the deal together. But what happened was she followed up with that, the, the 200 homeowners, then she sent out a postcard that said, thank you and great news. Mm -hmm. And she explained that they had, she had three people that reached out and they now have a new neighbor because she matched the, these two people up with the home, selling yeah. the home and buying the home. Yeah. So she got two more listings off of that thank you and great yeah. news postcard. So yeah. follow up. And quite honestly, if you target neighborhoods that you're struggling to get a client to what, buy into, there's a double side of a deal right there, you know? If, uh, and by so, the way, like uh, the non-owner-occupied listing presentation, how does that go? It's exactly the same as a regular listing presentation. They, you know, they, they, oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So those, those folks that say yes, you know, um, at that point, give them a call, follow up, set the appointment, go down there. And I can tell you right now, every, every one of them, the first words out of their mouth is, so do you have a buyer? You know, well, yeah, we do. We have buyers in this neighborhood. Um, you know, and I'm more than happy to share the property with you. And then it's straight back to, you know, you reached out, you have the intention to sell, where are you going? What are you looking to do next? And just keep moving down the line. Have you had any, um, I own multiple properties, like some, some of that stuff? So talk yep, so in fact, this happened, uh, you and I were t texting and talking about this. So this happened last week, non-owner occupied, again in a plus 55 community, went down there. Um, he agreed to list right away. His sister has a non-owner occupied, eight, house, eight houses down. She no longer wants to travel to Arizona, so she wants to sell that. And then he turned around and said, you know what, we're kind of over the politics of the plus 55 community. I'd like to sell our house and get into another house outside of the community. It says four deals right. out of one, one buck letter. So mistakes to avoid before, as we kind of wrap this up, what, what, what advice do you have? Like, hey, make sure you don't do this. You, don't ignore the nose. Yeah. I think that's huge. Don't ignore the no's, you know, because so, so many, but you know, you get a no, it's a case of, well, okay, I'll cross them off the list. But if you can re-engage, give them that piece of value. And again, I've had, I've had no's from people who live in other states that say, we're not thinking about selling that house. And I said, well, you know, can I give you a free evaluation? They've said yes. And then they've asked if they can have a valuation on the home that they're in, in LA or you know wherever, right. and at that point it's a case of I can't do that, but I can c connect you with somebody who can. So there's so many opportunities if you keep digging into the nose and don't just go straight for the yeses. So fun fact for everybody listening: 138 million homes in the U.S. 21 million of them are investment properties. 
And if you look at the data, it's basically north of 10, they're, they're deemed an institutional investor. Everybody else, which is 80% of the properties, are just mom and pop owners of one, two, three, four, anything less than 10. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge opportunity here, and I love that you're crushing on it. Thank, Thank you. you. Congrats, man. Thank All you. All right. Okay. But the, that was the first round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> what does that tell you? It was the no accent, rules, no ladies rules. and gentlemen. It was the accent. He's from Alabama. Thank you. All right. Mary Jett, you're up. Woo! I have to pull this down. You're a little tall. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Mary. How are you? <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> this is very personal right now. All right, so, so Mary, how long have you been coaching? Uh, over 30 years. Over 30 years, and how many hours of coaching do you have now? 65,000 under my belt. 65,000, yes. so 10,000 hours to mastery. That makes you like six and a half times. What the oh, Super coach. All right, so you're going to share some, some things that your clients are doing that are causing them to win, so talk to us. Well, um, uh, it's actually taking a turn or a spin off of like what one of our coaching clients, Glenda Baker, Glenda Baker does, um, uh, and it's how to incre increase more exposure to your your past clients database. So most people they send Wait, so oh, your past clients database. Uh -huh. right, so not to your past clients, but you're trying to influence all the people that they know, like, yes. trust, etc. And it's, um, it's interesting because most people, when they do closing gifts or they do like a drop-by gift or something like that, they, they do it person to person. But um, if they mail it, you get better exposure. Because if you look at Glenda Baker, one of the great things that she does is when she gets a referral, she'll send off cookies, brownies, a really sexy looking box. And it's like it's people always take a picture of it and then they put it on Facebook. And then that exposures your your database, your their database to you. So like somebody looks at that and says, well, my agent didn't give me those cookies. My agent didn't send me pot brownies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have Sorry, I just had to say it. She does have... important to add to that. What's so, that? Glenda, I owe you a public apology. I was away and my kids got the cupcakes when I wasn't home. They ripped the box open and they ate them. And I got back and I said, how am I going to post? She's going to hate me and uh -huh. think like I didn't did, acknowledge did it. Did you not get a picture of it? No, because they ate it while I was on vacation. <laughs> you know, she, Glinda, she sent me a box of brownies. And it was great because it's like they lasted one day in the household with Devin and Maxwell yeah, and Sandra. Course. They yes. ate them up. But I did get a picture of them and I put them on Facebook. So and it's, it's, a way, it's that, basically that. a way to expand your brand. We used to talk about a long time ago as coaches, we would say, if you're going to send a closing gift, send it to the person at their office uh -huh. where, you know, 15 or 20 or 80 teammates would also see it. Do you find that to still be viable or no? Michael Franco. Hello, Michael Franco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael Franco, New York yeah. City in the exactly. house. Uh, we all know him so well. Um, he, when he works with attorneys, he'll go and um, uh, put like a big basket of fruit, something that like, it's not flowers, but something that, you know, eating and the basket comes into the office and then all the other attorneys see it and they want that. So it's like exposing your database. So yes, it definitely works that way. All right, love it. So tell everybody what you do now. Um, like... Professionally. Oh, well. Um, I was going to say personally. Mary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> professionally. There you go. Yeah. Um, I am the president of Coaching Services International, and I live in Irvine, but I also live in Dallas now, too. So I'm dual. Yes. So Mary's in charge of basically all of our coaches for all of our coaches out there and all of our co well, the coaches all know, and then of yeah. course for our coaching clients. 
I took the best coach on the planet, meaning retention, numbers, all the things you do for your clients. Yeah. And she's helped us operationalize this across all of our world-class coaches. So I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love it. All right. Who's up next? I got a... Uh, Patrick. This is always fun because I go from, you know, Mary Judd, Carrie Craig, who I've known forever, Carrie Emery, who I've known forever, right? And then I, I knew him the day he was born. Okay. <laughs> yes, my right. older brother. Yes. <laughs> All right, what do you got for us, Pia? Uh, I just want to share my favorite uh, coach success in the last 30 days. Okay, so this one is awesome. So shout out to Adnan Faraz up in Toronto. Okay, so he, he says to me, hey, Patrick, I made 240000 in GCI this last weekend. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. Tell me about how this went. Yes. Right. And he's like, this was a game changer. But here's it was very simple. Okay. So he was like, look, I have a nurse, single mom. She wants to get a, a townhome next to the hospital. And she said, and he was like, look, we're in Toronto. Inventory super low. So he was like. Here's what I did. I did the letter, but he, but this is like way outside his comfort zone. So he goes, he does the door knock, drops the letter, gets the seller. Now here's where it gets interesting, okay? Because Ad Adnan's awesome, so shout out, buddy. But what's the letter? No, 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 no. Let's let's get to the good part. So he says, <laughs> "Who's in control here?" Okay, of course. In you know, in in Toronto, for my U.S. friends in Toronto, commissions are very compressed. They got these weird commission rates. So the, he meets the seller. The seller says yes. Adam says great. They start talking about the the client, and then the seller says, "Well, how much are you going to charge me?" Adam goes six percent. The guy goes, "I guess I'm not going to do that." And Adam goes, "No MLS, no photos, no open house." no buyers. I'll control the terms. I'll put everything together. This is going to be the easiest transaction. We'll make it happen. 6%. The guy goes, okay. <laughs> Boom. Now, yes. next, then. It's called convenience. Yes, exactly. So you've been talking a lot about the iBuyer right. model and what that marketing message is right. and the certainty. And it was like, convenient, easy, stress-free, boom. And I was like, oh my gosh, dude, that's amazing. Then he goes, it's even better. That was Saturday. Then Sunday, he has a doctor client of his who wants to buy two properties in one community. Does the same thing, or I'm, so, I'm sorry, on Sunday. Goes to the letter, goes to the neighbors, finds two sellers who said the same thing. He goes, 6% to both of them. And they gave him the same pitch. Absolutely not, we're not gonna do that. No MLS, no photos, no open houses, no buyers, no showings, no nothing. We'll do the deal. Done. Yeah. So four million in volume, one weekend, and it was just, I mean, it's amazing. So there's the script, there's the letter you won't share with us. Because it's the same letter that, you know, it's just, I have a buyer, this is who they are, this is exactly what it is. I think, you know, I tell all my coaching clients, look, if you just tell the truth on the letter, it works. Wow, the truth. Right. right? Be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, got a, who's got a question here? Who's got a thought here? Someone. Yeah, I got a thought. Get over here. Brian, get over here. <laughs> I want to make sure people can still see Patrick that I won't be in the way. Don't worry. Right. You're good. You're so good. with those letters, what's really good is you add on a QR code with a video from your buyer. So yes. then they know this is actually a real guy. So no special lighting. He's sitting on the couch. Yes. And yeah, he doesn't have a lot of personality, but they can tell this is a real person. Yeah, yeah. So that's the add-on. He has a personality. Well, that's even better. Okay. <laughs>
Yeah. Coach Brian jumping in over the the six percent was so amazing to me because, you know, I was actually like I've been prepping my clients. You know, I think, you know, Carly just did the letter and, you know, we just did that for one of our clients, 80 homes, letter, four phone calls. We put the deal together. Now that homeowner's uh, mom was an agent. So it's just a two and a half percent. You know, we got two and a half percent. This is great. You know, awesome. Easy. But the six percent. And here's the thing. It's like I'm, I'm telling everybody, look. You're sitting on your hands at your office. You've got this highly motivated buyer and you're doing nothing. And the commission check is right there. So now go out there and get that seller and talk to them and put the deal together. But be ready to negotiate is the key thing. Because I was kind of telling my clients, well, look, 3% is good. 4% is awesome. But when Adnan got the six and he used the iBuyer pitch, I was like, Done deal. Yeah. Smart. Game over. And the iBuyers char- charge more than that. That's right. That's so, right. He was doing him a favor. All right. That's, right. So that's, that's, that's it. That was a good one, man. That's right. it. That was, just right. get it done. Get it done. Very nice. Well, all right. Hold on. Paul's good. like jumping in here. 6% is good. But let's talk about how we can get 11% on this, on one deal. 6 is good. Let's get 11. So you go talk to the seller. Great. But you've got your buyers that you're working with. And if you whatever your your standard is, get the buyer agency signed at whatever your standard is. If it's two and a half, it's three, whatever it is. But if it's not in the MLS, it's 5% because I have to go find it for you. So, so now you're finding off-market properties. You're bringing the buyer in at 5%. You've got the listing at 6%. You're at 11 I'm still confused about that. You're going to have to yeah. go back. Wait, 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 I saw Carrie. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. Turn the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I need stick people. Okay. Let's do this one more time. All right. So you have your listing at six, but your buyers that you're bringing to the table, you get your buyer agency signed at 3%, but in the notes it says 5% if not in the MLS. This works for um, for FISBOs and it works for off-market properties. So, so now, now, uh, now it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was in there. Replay, replay. It was in there. Okay, so it's 5% that you're getting from the buyer if it's off market. Right. And then take your listing at six. You're now at 11. Hey, sweet. Oh, check out okay. Big Max. Right on Paul. All right. Okay, Jill Biggs, you're up. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. I'm like, finally, it's my turn. Finally, it's my I definitely made you wait. <laughs> What's up, JB? How are you? I'm good. How are you? How many people know you just because of your hair? I think it's probably re- 50% of my business comes from my hair. Get over here. Say, say that again, please. Me too. <laughs> Listen, the, the time that I did that branding thing where I removed my picture and all of a sudden things weren't going well, like you get 30 pictures on business cards at open houses who do you remember exactly people might not remember my name but they're like oh i work with that woman with the hair exactly exactly yeah. now can you take the wig off just for fun oh my god <laughs> wait 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 i have this you did the little character version of you walking around town with your dog you right ha- you have to see right now i don't know if anyone can actually blow this up but okay i'll just click on it are we watching a video? That's my new van, and, and it has both sides. One side has brownstones, right? And the other side says, here, look at uh, that one. That's hilarious. Okay, I love it, but I'm, I'm actually more intrigued by that. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's a yeah. <laughs> this is in her backyard, ladies and gentlemen, in Hoboken, New Jersey. Okay. You have one, too. 
So I was messing with the hair, but I know it's, it is, there's something about just being recognizable. But that's not why we're here, but it's just, it's something that you've just, you've turned that brand thing on steroids. Like if people are talking about you, that's always a good thing. Even if they're like, she's the lady with the hair, like most women have hair. Well, but she's the lady for, with the hair. Right. It's good for branding. It is good for branding. Okay. So really quick, grab your numbers. Where are you at here today? Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. It's. I have my numbers though. One I browse around this all the time. I'm like, I've right, got them in Dan, my pocket. Make sure she I has Dan. all of her numbers. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was definitely an assist. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, here today, production. Uh, 387 closed and pending. Congratulations. Uh, units, right? 386 million in volume. 48 percent of that volume is listings. 55 is done by my team. Uh, Patrick, my new team member, and I do the other 45%. And Ops is confident that we're going to beat uh, 10 million in GCI for the year. So, who, who would have thought for a crazy bartender in Miami? Now, 10 yes, million and I still in wake up and wonder if people are going to realize that I don't know anything. But I have hair. Yes, <laughs> you do have hair. And um, you are, okay, you're masterful in a lot of things. But let's talk about, like, what's the one thing you want to share with everybody that wants to get better? They want to understand, like, 386 million yeah. hours in volume. That's a lot I, of I called my team today, and I asked them, what the fuck do I do well? <laughs> like, so, I know that that sounds terrible, right? No, but that's great. That's, that's, what data, you say is what you get. Right? Data yes. versus storytelling. Like, I actually do tend to go on appointments knowing, right, the data. Yeah. However, I tell a story. And, and like my suggestion to newer agents is to have seven or eight stories that you have in your back pocket that cover every situation. Yes. And I'm going to give you an example. But tell us, like, give us, like, if you had seven or eight stories, which I love. Like, I'm, everyone knows. It, people remember stories. Actually they don't remember the data. They remember the emotion. They don't remember, like, the facts, right? So talk yes. to us. And, and I give them the example. When I tell somebody a price and they look unhappy and shocked, I say, listen, let me tell you about when I sold my own house. So a few years ago, when I kicked my husband out of the house, uh, I had my team come over. And by the way, he's back. I took him back for COVID. I'm, I'm happy. Right? It's a, it's a COVID relationship, and he hasn't left. So, oh, here's your glasses. So I had my team come over to my house, and they made me paint the whole house. It was lime green. They said nobody liked my color. And then I color-coded my closets. I reorganized the books. I did every single thing that they said that I should. So then we sat down to discuss pricing. And they told me their price, and I was like, what the fuck? My house is nicer than that, right? I should get This more. is how you do listing presentations in Hoboken, in case you're wondering. The person's like, oh, she dropped the F-bomb twice. Right, exactly. It's New York. Yes. And this isn't the South. Oh, maybe it is the South. Whatever. <laughs> don't leave. I don't mean it. So, anyway. geography. <laughs> so, I uh, didn't list at their price, right? Because I know better, and I went on at my price. And I waited 30 days. And then I called up my, uh, my incredibly direct business coach. That was you. And you said, you're a fucking idiot. Yes. You hired the professional. With love, by the way. Yeah. So with yeah. love. And you didn't listen. Right. Right. So I then pulled, relisted at 
their price and I had three offers and I got my price. So I tell that on my listing appointment to the seller and they're, they, they empathize. Right. They feel like that could happen to them. So it's not like I'm the realtor going in there and telling them they're getting less money. Right. I'm giving them a story and I use a story for everything. Yes. Right. Why? Like, where did you learn that story time was better than just like, here's the data? People, people pick who they like. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the key, honestly, is besides confidence is if you make them like you, you win. Yeah. So that you have like a second people like you immediately or they don't. Right. And so if you figure out right, which color. And I think that's the other thing that I do super well. I know who you are, and then I can be bold, brief, gone, right? That actually is who I am. If you're wearing purple, I don't really want to hang out with you. You're probably not my person, but I can be, yeah. I can be amiable. Yeah. I can, you know, I, like whatever that is, you kind of have to be the person that you're, yes. you know, selling to. And it's called, it's called the basics of building rapport. Right. Right. People want to do business with people they feel are just like them. And if you're a high powered rock star agent, attorney, name any profession that deals with people, you, you need to bend to their reality to help right. them get what they want. I also think I, I, I am relatable. Yeah. Like I can be whoever you want me to be. Yeah. You tell me you're gay, I'm gay. Or I have a relative who's gay. Or whatever. You you like dogs, I like no dogs. Idea. You, like, oh. Yes. Or, I'm sorry, I say terribly inappropriate things all the time. This is basically the opening of the podcast, Brian, in case you were wondering. Like that's we're just gonna start with that and it'll just go from there. And um I'm giving my biggest tip, right, for, for new agents. Yes. There's there's two of them. The number one thing I would tell them is to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I watch agents talk themselves out of out of business or they'll show three properties. The buyer is ready to write an offer and they say, but we have two more things to see. Right. Or just don't keep talking. And it's hard because we need to fill the silence. Right. And I might seem like a chatty Kathy. However, I love uncomfortable silences and I can wait forever yeah you know yeah like i feel good about it i didn't used to yeah right yeah. You, you actually said are you talking about also like dealing with deals that are blowing up or crazy moments with agents because this is where you shine like most people when something bad happens what do they do they jump right in your phone rings oh my god it's an emergency i got to address it right away but you've got a different approach are you gonna talk that, about yes that was my second my second tip um Hold on. Right. Can you listen? Not really. Um, oh, don't give your problems life. Right now, I don't give my problems life because I can't remember them. Right, but it's it really works for me. If you over, what does that mean? Don't give them. Okay. Life. If something terrible happens and you call the buyer and you call the attorney and you call everybody and you work yourself into a frenzy, right? You're wasting time. And you might have let things calm down by ignoring it. Wait till the next day. Generally speaking, somebody else worked it out, and and there is no more problem. And I know, like, I don't, those people that have been doing this for a long time can understand. As agents, nobody likes the agent who calls you, you know, forty-five times about the deal. Yeah. I want to talk to you once, but also nobody likes newer agents that send offers over and don't call you. 
Do you know, like I get offers in my email. If you don't call me and ask me what's important to the seller, I ignore you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. The first thing you have to I do. I know you actually review the offer and you present it to your clients, but I know what you're saying. Like, it's, mm. <laughs> just, just. But for I'm the talking about being being in a bidding war mean. situation, yes. which we are in now. It's if you have eleven offers, right, and you didn't call and ask them every single question about how you can, you know, get their seller everything they want, and I think this is all about relationships. And so much of my deal doctoring is done because you're going to, well, you want to sell my properties, right? right? But on top of- Deal's going to get done. Wait, I have one more funny thing to say. Yes. Like a couple of days ago, I was at uh, a funeral. That part wasn't funny. Because you think funny. (laughs) (laughs) But I was listening to two of my team, and they were were talking to somebody, and they said that uh, they frequently impersonate me. They just show my business card, and they go like this. Yes. And and nobody ever notices, so... Anyway, whatever. <laughs> no, I don't know. You know. Anyway, that's uh, that's okay, so, all I think. So seven to eight stories, mm-hmm. and and don't get caught up in the drama. Yeah. Right. Because because most of the time, jump in your marriage. You have that fifteen minute rule. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. What's that? It's a, and I'm going to give a shout out to Patrick, who I learned it from. As, as we're Credit seeing, card was <gasps> those motherfuckers are shopping. <laughs> like, you know, I have four children that are also part four, of every. Four daughters. Yeah, every listing appointment, I say I have four daughters, and then everyone says, "Oh, God bless you," and I say, "No, my life is hell, and I need that money." And then they give me the listing, but that wasn't uh, somebody. Focus. They just did Focus. spend. Okay. Fifteen minute rule. Oh, fifteen minute rule. Yeah. I get a lot of phone calls. I mean, actually, my phone rings to somebody else now. But if you call me I or you text me, I ignore you for 15 minutes because you'll figure it out yourself. Like, I know that that sounds terrible. I'm talking about other agents. Like, I get so many of my calls that they can't find the lockbox. They can't open the lockbox. They can't use the key. But if you just ignore them for a while, if they don't call back a second time, I know that sounds terrible. That's that's a time saver. <laughs> All right, I'm going to I'm going to shut up now and I'm going to go away. All right, Brian. Okay, this is going to go down as definitely one of the craziest podcasts ever. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. Coach Brian in the house. Tell them who you are, where you're from. Coach Brian in the house. I am from Oceanside, California, and I've, I'm actually nine years with you now. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been coaching for three. Yeah. So it's been a great ride. Yeah. So what's the big thing you want to share today? Something that one of your clients are doing, something you're doing. Talk to us. I want to talk about these amazing clients that we have and the the journey that that they're taking and um, so the first couple that I'm thinking about is Scott and Jill Ferguson out of um, Mason and Monroe Ohio and back in 2018 I sold them into coaching yes. and then they wanted a refund because I wasn't the one coaching them yes. so then 
by then I was coaching, so they got assigned to me. So I think they they were like at eighty grand GCI, and now they're at eighty. They sell about eighty homes a year. Wow. So what were they selling before, just for context? Well, the price the prices in in Ohio are like like two fifty a house. So you know, on average, so you know, four times. I don't know. They're probably selling like 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 thirty homes a year then. Still a very good producer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Eighty is significantly better. Yeah, so the goal at the beginning of the year, thanks to you, was to go on sixty listing appointments. And so they hit that at the end of July wow. and now they're on track for doing eighty listing appointments for the year. So they're they they're on track, they're gonna hit it, they're gonna nail it. And so what are they doing? Well, you know, the first thing that I had them do was watch episode 56 of the Tom Ferry show. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Reverse engineering the listing presentation. And so they have been going into their neighborhoods and the agents there hate them because they've got this phenomenal listing presentation. And, and Jill texted me this morning, 140 step marketing plan. Yes. Most of their clients can't make it through point number 100. Yes. By then they're saying, well, where do we sign up? Yeah. So just for context, right? So NAR yeah. publishes report that says the average real estate does 11 points in their marketing plan. I'm going to put inside the MLS. We're going to take professional photos. We're going to put it on all the websites. But if you, the, the context is called stacking the cool, right? Like if you say, but wait, there's more. We're going to do 140 things you are in essence overwhelming the customer. Like I do so much more than everybody else for the same exact fee, right? It's a it's a killer marketing strategy. So they're doing that. What else? So they're doing that, and they're they're doing the um, they're they're doing all the the postcards. Is it weird, by the way, to follow Jill Biggs? <laughs> well, you know, I used to have hair like hers, <laughs> and, and so it is kind of it's like, how did she? What happened? How did she get all my hair? Yes. Yeah. So now we know. Right. Yeah. That's where it went. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. So, um, so they're so they're doing the postcards. They're supplementing that with you're going to love this um, Google My Business and Google local ads. Yeah. And they um, they are just taking over the town. And um, they've been getting recruited by different. Now they're with Keller Williams, and they're loving it. And um, they just keep going and going and going. And then the other thing they, they do that gets lots of traction on social media is they have videos of their Labradors. And so those videos get like 100, 300 views every – they can yeah. put the same video up and they'll get 300 views. Yeah. Lots and lots of exposure. So not everything they're putting on social media is about – um, the last house that they sold yesterday. So just for context for people listening right now, like one of the things we're, we're talking about a lot, we're looking at the data around, um, like with your Google My Business page, it's one thing if you just put all your photos of like recent listings and sales and transactions and photos of you, um, but human beings, like people want to do business with people they feel are like them. So I tell like clients, like if you have a Visla dog, put photos of your Visla dog because people will literally go, you have a Visla dog, I have a Visla dog, here's $20,000 in commissions, right? Like. That's the reason why they're doing it, because I can relate to you, I like you, your kid plays soccer, my kid plays soccer. It's a weird way to make decisions, but people are weird. So my favorite post of Scott's this week, you know, we had the the Sons Day, we had the, the National Sons Day, the National Daughters Day, and hey, God bless all the children. Yes. But Scott put a post out, Black Dog Day, and he had his black lab sit on his yes. lap. Yes, so, so kids. Uh, no, they have kids. Okay. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm screw my kids. I like my dog way more. <laughs> For sure. I need to just get context here. Nice work, Scott. All right. So, 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 so that, give us one more point. Um, you know, I really think that um, the thing is, is they have a very low-key approach. Um, 
they pretty much know that when they go to a listing presentation that that they're going to win and if they don't win the house is probably not going to sell so then they're going to end up listing it anyway and so that has really impacted the um, you know the success that they've had over the last sure. couple of years sure coming in with that confidence yeah, yeah. i love that 100%. 100% so you know everybody's talking about social media yes and Everybody's talking about doing postings, but you know, it's social. So the whole point is it's all about engagement. And so my client, James Galt in Palm Springs with Coal Banker, three years ago, he was a barista making about 12 bucks an hour. Last year, last year, he, he just sold the highest property in Palm Springs, the, the Gene Autry estate. Right. And the way he got that deal is he reached out via social media to someone that he didn't even know. And then he started a relationship with them. And then he nurtured that contact for three years. And then they called him and said, hey, we're ready to go. Yeah. And so sold the Gene Autry estate. What and did sell for? About $7 million. Yeah. But that's not the good news. Okay. He just relisted it for $11 million. Wow. That's the good news. So shout out, shout out to you, James. Looking forward to seeing you as you come out to our summit. Nurture, 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 baby. Good That's job. Right. All right. Okay. So Timmy Lamb, you're up. So Tim, tell him, tell him first of all who you are, where you're from, and you look like you just came off the golf course. By the way, I just got off a plane. No golf course, but maybe this could have been an out for the golf course. So I'm a. Uh... This show is brought to you by Travis. <laughs> Uh, so I'm actually on the other side of the desk. So I'm a mortgage lender uh, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and have been for the last 20 years. Uh, my team and I, I think we're about 250 transactions so far this year. So our team is rocking it. As everyone knows, interest rates are phenomenal. What percentage of it is refi? What percentage is purchase? I am about 65% purchase. And then uh, whatever the rest of that number would be, would be, and the math guy can't figure it out. That's not uh, the mortgage guy. I can't yes, figure exactly. out the percentage of your We got all that computer stuff taken care of. Huh. Yeah. Right. Love it. All right. So you've also been coaching, right? Yep. Last you know, three years. Agents and lenders. Absolutely. So what's the idea of what you want to share? Well, no matter what side of the desk you're on, referrals is the number one thing. All right. So I'm going to talk about four strategies to get you more referrals and then one bonus play that you can do uh, to help get referrals. You're speaking my love language. Got four strategies, one bonus <laughs> thing, and then one mistake to avoid. Uh, all right. So here's the first one is this. You have to ask. Yes. Yes. Let me repeat myself, Tom. You have to ask for the business. All of our coaching clients, that's the number one thing. These guys are out, professionals, top people here. Sometimes they don't even ask for the business. Simply just ask for the business and say, hey, have you ever thought about selling your house? Hey, do you think you should need to refinance your mortgage? Hey, what's going on in your life? Those types of things. So number one, just simply ask for the business. I mean, how simple is that? But that's the number one thing. I'm gonna add one more on there is also ask for reviews all the time. Ask for reviews all the time because people are like, oh my God, Tim, you did such an amazing job. Thank you so much. We just, we just refined. Oh, we just closed this transaction. You're like, oh, you're welcome. It's easy. I love you. Hey, do me a favor. Go to Google right now and write a review for me. So just a bonus ask. Keep going. Let's Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Number two is if they're not wowed throughout the transaction, they're not going to refer you. So every time you do a transaction, you're on stage. I mean, you're presenting, you're doing everything that you got to knock it out of the park. If you don't wow them and go above and beyond what everybody else is doing, you're not setting the stage up to gain referrals from their network, from their sphere, which is the name of our game. Right. So do you have plays that you recommend that create the wow, that dopamine rush moment? Number one thing, communication. Mm -hmm. Never have your phone ring with a question. 
always be proactive telling them what the next step is. This is what we can anticipate. So we're kind of forward pacing. So that way there's never any concern for them on what's next or what's going on. I haven't heard from Tim for two days or three days, whoever the agent is, whatever it is. Uh -oh. No, I apologize. That's, that's such a good point. I don't remember uh, two years ago at the last summit when Chris Voss was on, he was talking about negotiations. One of the points he brought up with that was don't let them sit there wondering when my agent's going to call me. Yeah. You know, set, set up a time in your schedule that the Joneses get called every Tuesday at 2 regardless for an update. And even if it's you call them up and say, hey, I don't have an update today. Nothing going on, but just keep it in communication. Yeah. So that's that's absolutely huge. And just think of a productivity hack, if I could say that and get that out, is if your phone's never ringing with questions or concerns and you're proactively reaching out, how much more productive can you get things done if you're not constantly reacting, all right? Beautiful. So number two is wow them. Number three is do they know how to refer you? Tell me more. So have you done a video for your entire clients, client base going, it just dawned on me that I don't know if you know how I grow my business. Last year, 82% of my business came from people like you and I loved working with you. So who else do you know that you potentially could refer my direction that I can take care of you at the same level that I did? Or simply sending them a text saying, hey, if anyone ever comes across your path that needs to buy a house, refinance, do whatever they need to do, this is how you connect with me. Text them, email me, copy us in together, then I'll take it from there. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. They don't know. They see the billboard. They see the thing at the grocery store, all that kind of stuff. They don't know that our business is built by referrals. And the majority of every successful agent out there has that same thing. On the mortgage side of things, same thing. 100%. Teach your clients, your sphere, how to refer you and that you can. It's easy. Just text me. I'll take care of the rest. Tim Smith, another Timmy, right? Mm -hmm. He literally says to people, do you know anybody that's thinking about selling? You don't have to tell me the name, right? You can just tell me the address, I'll track down the rest. So like I'll make he's like, don't worry about it. You can eat like no one will know. Like he's uh -huh. like that, like it doesn't matter. I'll just do everything. Yeah, yeah. Do you know anybody? Right? He just he just makes love it easy. Okay. Absolutely. Love What's love number love. four? All right. So one quick thing is I say connections, not referrals. Because there's something implied in there. Like if I'm giving you a referral, like there's part of me that I'm giving away to make this happen. But if I'm just going to connect you to Tom Ferry, there's nothing really there. You know, I'm connecting, but I'm not giving anything as a referral. So just a little sidebar there. All right. So the second piece is whoever the referral source was, you've got to communicate with them during the transaction. And what we're doing here is we're training that person that referred you that you're taking great care of their clients. You're keeping them updated on what's going on. And it could be a simple video text message saying, hey, we were just out with the Johnsons today. Thanks again for that referral. We saw six houses today. I think we found the one. It might be the one, you know, thanks again for connecting us. Simple piece of that puzzle is keeping that referral source in the loop so that when you're training them, you're taking care of them, they're going to be well-received, I'm taking care of it, doing what we need to do. Yeah. All right. Number four, bonus play here. Okay. After you get the Google review, you send a copy of that review back to the original referral source oh. with a little handwritten note that says, hey, Thank you again. Here's the Johnsons. They did a great job. We bought them a house. They're super happy. And thank you very much. Yeah. Again, conditioning your sphere to know that you're taking care of your clients, that you build your business through referrals, and here's some social proof. So you're not out there beating on your chest saying, hey, I'm the greatest. Send me more referrals. I'm letting my client or the client that you referred me sell me. It's almost like a little note that says, you helped make this happen. Thanks so much, Jimmy. Absolutely. It's so simple. Yeah. It's, 
it is just training your sphere to send you more business, you know? And there's people in your sphere that are never going to send you business. Just that's who it is. But the people that do now love on them, take care of them, communicate with them, and they'll continue to send you more referrals. Rock, man. All right. Super good. All right. Frank, you ready to close it out? Yes, sir. Let's go, baby. Come on Let's down. Do All right. Tell them who you are, where you're from. Give them some context. Okay. Uh, Coach Frank Harita, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And uh, my wife and I have a real estate team out there and coach, I don't know, 70 or so clients. Yeah. And how many transactions do you guys do also? Uh, we're somewhere usually between 30 and 50 a year. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice, healthy business and yeah. coach. Are you talking about your business or about the people you're helping? I want to talk about, I have uh, a client, clients. Yeah. So one of the things, I want to make one quick comment on the database earlier. You know, I have one client, Ron, in Houston, Texas. And one of the things I thought was just genius that he did, super simple for everybody before I tell something that's a little bit more advanced, is he was trying to reach his, uh, his database. And so what he did was he went out and he found, he got a discount from a manufacturer on water softeners and generators. And in his area, they had uh, hard water, minerals and that kind of thing in the water. And he called everybody and now his phone doesn't stop ringing because he negotiated a discount for everybody in his database. And so just a, a quick tip for everybody that he's providing service. And I think that's huge. So first of all, big shout out to your client. When you go back to the data from 1000 Watt on loyalty is a two-way street and, and it's like the, the lack of trust in many cases with consumers post a transaction, what they talk about is the reason I didn't call Frank or I, I didn't call my agent was because I didn't think they knew much more beyond the transaction. And like finding these things that bring value to their home and make their life easier and get a discount is another way that you can show like, hey, I'm more than just an agent for you. Yeah. And I think and that's- going out of my way to help bring value. And I think that's on us. You know, we don't, we don't do that. I mean, how many times have you said, uh, who everybody says it, um, you know, you do a million dollar transaction, awesome. And then you never contact your client again. And it's like big missed opportunity. So yeah. shout out to Ron for continuing to do that. Okay. Nick Clark yes. in Maine. Shout out to Nick. Uh, so Nick has done something pretty cool. And so I thought what I loved about this is it kind of talks about different, it's like a multi-pronged approach. We talk about multiple different things. So he is using property radar. Uh, so we're talking about a, a way to get specific groups of people. And so what he did was he went through property radar. We talked about narrowing it, narrowing it down to super seniors. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Smart. One of the biggest, one of the biggest, uh, you know, listing attraction by age, right? So great. Super Absolutely. seniors. So, so what he did was we went in and he found all the super seniors, but he went by 70 year olds and up and 80 year olds and up two story homes. Smart. The numbers were ridiculous. Yep. So what he did then was, uh, we sent out a letter and the letter is very, I mean, Nick is uh, an engineer, MBA, but he actually wrote a touching letter and it kind of explains how, you know, he wants to be of service and he can take care of everything yes. through the transition, which you always talk about that as well. So he puts that in the letter and he talks a little bit briefly about how making the transition is okay. He sends the letter out, gets a bunch of calls back. What's really amazing though, is this kind of goes to activity breeds activity. So he gets a call from one of the responses and it's a gentleman who says, you know what? Uh, they talk for a little bit. I see a little bit of you in me. And you know, in the eighties, I actually started this nonprofit that works with uh, people who are transitioning in their life at this stage. Now 
he is introducing him to all of his friends and he says, hey, let's start branding you with the nonprofit and it's just taken on this whole nother level. As well, he's tackling assisted living facilities. So he's going to assisted living facilities. He's doing a little bit of B2B because he's got vendors there. He's meeting everybody, forming relationships with everybody. And he's about to start doing open houses and seminars at the uh, facilities on transitioning. So it's a really good niche that he didn't, you know, didn't see it was going to go grow to this. But I think it kind of ties in with adding value because he's trying to help these people. 100%. Also uh, with the property radar and narrowing down the, the uh, statistics. So. so you know as a coach, if you look at our, our clients, like listings come from in mass, their past clients in Sphere. We would call it their database, but that's like six different cohorts mm -hmm. inside their database. But the number two ref, uh, listing source right now is either like niche farming or geographic farming. And we're talking about niche farming here, right? Yes, like absolutely. Hey, 70 to 80 year olds, two story houses, up and down the East Coast and, and really around the country. Mm -hmm. But if you can pull that list and start to market to it intelligently, like good things happen from this. So is there anything special with the letter or the way he sends a letter? Is it is it have his company logo on it or does he go nondescript, you know, hand address, hand it's, stamp? It's nondescript. We're we're adding some things. So we're it's kind of through the you know, the always be testing, right? It evolves. So now what we're starting to do is adding a little more technology to it, starting to make sure that people can get back to him and we can capture information. But it right now it's nondescript. And what I think he did a great job of for him was how it was very subtle, but it almost had that touchy-feely, caring aspect to the letter. It wasn't just the, hey, want to sell your house type of thing. And you feel that in the letter. Yeah. And that's what I think is pretty neat. I specialize in helping people make the transition. That's, that's it. it. But he, he did a good job explaining about how he's going to provide these services for them and he's here for them when they're ready. Yeah. And I think that's what created the, the big response. So I think the advice for everybody listening is maybe to, whether it's go to Remind or wherever you get your data from to figure out that's right. who are the sellers Cross in your marketplace that are you know this age and older, and especially in those two-story houses for all the obvious reasons, to help them in that same situation. So, exactly. Love it, man. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, coach. All right. Good stuff. Cool. All right. So, hey, as we wrap this up. Oh, Paul, you walked in late. I didn't have you on my list. Oh, my God. No editing. You know this is going to be the very best idea right yeah. now. You know, if I had feelings, I'd be hurt. But I'm in sales, so I don't. So it's it's okay. Right. I mean, hey, I'm fine. I'm fine. All right. So so uh, what we're talking about here is, um, you know, COVID's done a lot for us. I mean, it's done a lot of terrible things. But it's but but those that have been able to evolve has been able to work. And one of the things that we've seen is that we're able to level up not just what we're doing but really truly integrate what we're doing and maximize the results with that so let's talk about a couple quick examples virtual open houses it was not a thing now it is and we've evolved our virtual open houses so that we really have them under two minutes to do or at two minutes we'll do a uh, 30 second teaser that takes it to a uh, to the two minute tour doing jump cuts don't walk around the house Just show the features and benefits the salient features and benefits of the home Two minutes, you're done. Wait, now, and this is all pre-recorded? All pre-recorded. Now, what are the things? Now, here's the challenge. We know that homes are selling in 36 seconds, and we know that we are losing out on the opportunities after the home goes on the market that we're just not getting that business that we used to get. So now we have to front load a lot of planning to get there. So when you're shooting video, you're also going in with a story to shoot the video. Fine. Now. But, it's not, but now we need to capture it. Just like a traditional open house, we need to capture the data from the, for the virtual open house, name, address, and email. Great. It's no, normal things. 
We talk about leveling uh, three stages, three levels. The first level is just simply get the video done, you know, get people into action. The second thing is now let's capture in an ad name, email, and phone number. The third level is now let's retarget them. Mm -hmm. So that's all, that's one, and that's leveling that up. But now let's talk about integration. So our single best platform is our website. Now, many people have a lead management system, an LMS, whether it's a Boomtown, Sierra with GGMS or YLOPO. Uh, but those that don't, they can do something fairly cheap or fairly inexpensive and use like a listings to leads at 40 bucks a month plus your ad spend. That's you can get into that at that level. And you're talking about being able to build a custom landing page, a conversion right. site. Exactly. Specifically for that property. So now you have a single property website. And one of the things that you add to this is you add a force registration page. So think about it now. We have your single your single property website, force registration. So, for example, I have a client, Jake Azure. He's killing it with virtual open houses. He did the whole Facebook ads where he's collecting name, email, phone number there. He migrated that over to a single property website with the force registration. So everything's coming in there. And also he pre-screens it. So, so how does he pre-screen So he has a list of questions that comes in through Facebook. Uh, the questions might be, um, how long are you, you know, what time, what is your time frame? Do you have an agent? All these questions that many agents are afraid to ask, but actually what happens is you're, you're telling people, hey, click the link below and I'll give you a virtual tour. Or I'll give you a personal tour. And people do click. So just in the last three months, he's gotten 200 leads. He's closed four directly to this um, that's bringing people to his open house. He's still doing traditional open houses. And now here's the thing. Even though people are now starting to do traditional open house, keep doing the virtual open house. That's driving traffic. So now we're layering that. Your, your, uh, virtu your traditional open house you can set up a uh, what is acrylic folder, uh, clear acrylic folders. Set up a QR code on this. Yes, QR codes have been brought back to life. Um, we're we are virtual here, uh, contactless. Scan here to see to register and see property information. Boom! Again, takes you to that single property website. You have a second acrylic folder that says scan home. Your home value has significantly increased over the last year. We talked about your home has made more money than most Americans. Um, you have a second scan here. You hear that line, by the way? Uh, your home, your home has increased in value more than most Americans earn in a, in a typical year. It's, yeah, and that's and that's wicked cool. It's a controversial and powerful statement at the same time, right? Yeah, and it, but it gets it gets people's attention. It gets people's attention, and so and then we have scripts behind that as well. So now what you so uh, the second acrylic uh, folder. Uh, it was, yeah, it's good. Your scan here, scan here to see your new home value. All right, so there's that. Then what we're also is sending out postcards, and again, all this is going to your single property website. And then the virtual tour is embedded on your single property website, along with the pictures and the story and what have you. Your postcards we're now sending out um, with the QR code, of course. Scan here to see the virtual tour. So if you're to um, coming soon, just listed a day later for the open house. Those three scan here to see the virtual tour. If you, um, that's getting a lot of attention there. And then after it goes under contract and just sold, so now there's five touches in there, there's five iterations that scan here to see your new home value. Now, if you do it at just under contract, you have inside information for the next 30 days 
or if in New York, 60 days, Canada, et cetera. Um, no one else knows the value of that contract. Except for you. Except for you. So you can leverage that for the next 30 days. Hey, I've got inside information and you're reaching out to people. So now there's those touches. And we actually set it up for 14 touches in a community inside 60 days because now you can email. Now you can call and invite them to the open house. You're now doing Facebook ads directly to these people. And so with these 14 touches, you have name recognition. Again, layering this, integrating this, if you want to break into an area that's 6% turnover rate, target 400 homes, you just jump-started your geo farm. So again, you're just continually layering and integrating, layering and integrating, and just keep hitting the gears. And how we're helping clients build into this is take one step, get it to work, get st- and then just let's add the next one. Don't do all things. Right. Just take the next step. Take the next, and and it's and it's really truly working in that way. So that's what I got. Oh, man, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So wow, exactly. All right. So for my friend uh, out there watching, uh, I would love a comment. I would love to know feedback. I want to know what you think the best idea was. What actions are you going to take coming out of this podcast? So thanks to all my guests, and thank you for being a part of this experience. We'll see you soon. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.